Yeah, it's sports talk from the three bros. Something you can bet on like Pete Rose. And you better not miss it like some free throws. Giving taste is more accurate than Drew Brees throws. And it might get explosive like some C4. We just giving you a look inside the peephole. So if you got a weak take, you better keep those. And get your cheeks swole when you step into the ring with the Amiibros. And we are back. We promised you last week that we were going to come back on Wednesday. And we, damn it, we're back on Wednesday. I am one third of the fantastic trio that uh, we're called the Amiibros uh, podcast. And uh, we're back another week, fellas. How are we feeling, man? I'm feeling good tonight. I'm ready to pod. I am feeling amazing. Anybody, jump in. Um, feeling amazing. I feel here? like right doing? about now I should be uh, preparing for another Clemson National Championship. Uh, the only downside is I'd be preparing for maybe the Texans not to make the playoffs after we played like that last week. So, you know, it's, 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 it's an amazing feeling to get one national title and my other team struggle. But hey, look, you know, it's life. Yeah. I think Clips is going to struggle with LSU, yeah. but we'll yeah, talk yeah, about that, that later. Uh, Jeremy, how you, know, you feeling? That's, that's a lot to do to go into New Orleans and beat LSU. I mean, that's going to be a, a tall task. But, uh, yeah, man, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. Um, my picks weren't as good as I wanted them to be. My boys didn't win, but, the sun will come out tomorrow. Bet your bottom dollar. It will come out tomorrow. It will come out tomorrow. I'm, I'm feeling great as well. Nobody asked me how I was feeling. Uh, actually, actually I'm feeling a little tonight, man. You know, the sun is not coming out. It's going to be a long day. Next, like three weeks. But continue. Go ahead. Oh, no. Me and Jerry hitting that golf course on Sunday. Yes, sir. Supposed to be 60 in, in the ATO. But anyway, uh, let's introduce the podcast. Uh, we'd like to thank everybody who's tuning in to us, all our new listeners. Uh, thanks for uh, for joining us today. We appreciate you. Thanks for all the people that shared to, shared our, 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 our podcast and uh, telling your friends and family about us. We just thank you guys. So shout out to you guys. Uh, we got a lot to get into today uh, or tonight. Um, a lot of NFL, a lot going on in the college, college football realm as well. So let's get right into it, man. Let's start with some NFL. Um, the 49ers beat the Saints pretty much like I predicted last week. Um, I'm sure Jeremy's gonna have a lot to say about that, but uh, the Niners have been solid, man. Garoppolo, like I said, he's he stepped up, stepped up to the plate. He's playing well. Uh, let's start with you, Jared. Jared, uh, let's let's end with Jeremy because I'm sure he's gonna be very passionate about his take. Um, but yeah, Jared, what do you think about this Niners team and and the win over the Saints this past week? I think it was exactly what I said before. I was wrong in the pick. I told Jeremy, I said, I was going to go with the Saints to win by two uh, because I thought it was the Saints were at home. And I said, I was going to give them, the referees giving them one or two calls that was going to get them the benefit. And what did I tell you about that? But I said last week on the podcast, I said, I thought the the 49ers actually were a better team. What did I tell you about that? You said that you guys never get calls at home. And I will tell you, I don't think there was, I, I I didn't think there was a a terrible call when you against you, except for that fake punt, um, which I think they should have called defensive holding. Obviously, uh, there were a couple calls, Jeremy. You thought that they should have been called or shouldn't have been called, and I thought they were. But I'll let you get into that. I'll, I'll digress on that part. Um, I said before the game, though, I thought that the Forty ers were the better team, and I said, as much as everybody wants to look at it and say, you know, oh, this is you know what they can't do, they don't focus on what they can do. And I said, they're very good at everything you need to be good at. They're number two team in the league at rushing. Have one of the best defenses in the league, one of the best pass rushes in the league. They can get pressure on you even without rushing and, you know, blitzing. 
And I said they have a good secondary. And ultimately, they have one of the best play callers in the league. And Jimmy Garoppolo, who I don't think is a great quarterback, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is is, is on the level of Jared Goff, who went to a Super Bowl last year. And I think they should be the favorites to come to, to come out of the NFC right now. I'm not going to tell you they are, but I think they should be the favorites considering uh, one, the Seahawks have they, the Seahawks are, are now behind them in the standings, but the Seahawks aren't really dominant. Now, Seahawks are, are one of the teams that really wins every close game they're basically in. Um, and it's one of those things to where it's not sustainable. You know, if you the, there's the the funny stat out there right now that the Seahawks um, are 10 and three and the Cowboys are six and seven. Yet the Cowboys have scored more points than the Seahawks and allowed less points than the Seahawks. They have gained more yards than the Seahawks and allowed less yards than the Seahawks. Well, we all know the Cowboys but it basically put up more boils down to yards close than anybody, game. though. So it's kind of like a catch twenty two. But but in perspective, though, for a team that's for a team that's six and seven to have more of those than a team that's ten and three in basically every category illustrates how much the Cowboys don't close games and how much the Seahawks have just closed extremely close, tight scoring games and i don't think that's sustainable i think the 49ers are beating most of their teams convincingly um even when they they lose a game i mean they, they lost the game to the to the ravens on the last second field goal they lost the game to the seahawks on a, a overtime last second field goal i mean they they haven't lost a game that wasn't on the last second kick and kyle shanahan i mean he is brilliant with his play calling um I'll let Jeremy kind of get into what he thinks is going to happen moving forward, but I just don't see another team that has the mix of what they have, which is uh, elite young coaching. They have elite uh, young skills position guys uh, with uh, Kittle, who literally drug the dude down the field by his own. The guy was grabbing onto his face mask. He's still drugging for like 15 yards. Um, you got, Obviously, a, a, a great group of running backs. You got Emmanuel Sanders, who's a very good number one receiver, which is a great pickup. Debo Samuel, who torched Eli Apple. By the way, I had a Twitter beef with some folks from the Saints about four weeks ago when I said, I think the Saints can win a Super Bowl, but they can't if Eli Apple is your number one cornerback. And they argued me down. Oh, Eli Apple is a very, very, very good cornerback. He's he's near elite is what they told me. Um you guys notice they just basically targeted Eli Apple for the entire game. So um, ultimately, I don't think there's anything for to be panicked about if you're the Saints. But I do think right now you, you got to give the edge right now to the 49ers. They went into to New Orleans and beat the Saints in the Superdome. They went into New Orleans and put up 45, was it 48 points? They did. The Saints? They put up 48 points. And I think last week I called the score. I, I, I'm call, Tell me if I'm wrong. This, the, 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 the Niners run by one by two. But I went. I went on record and said that the 49ers were gonna uh, win by win by three, mm-hmm. and it went by two. And, and I, I think you said it was gonna their defense was gonna really show up, but um, that didn't happen. More physical. They, they, they were, were definitely physical not more physical. If you want, uh, let me let me tell you what really happened. Um, congratulations to the 49ers. First off, they got a very impressive win. Uh, they Boise stated us. They little giants does. They called every trick play in the history of football. And I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I mean, I'm, I'm not really convinced by a team that runs the annexation of Puerto Rico on a consistent basis and say, oh, man, that's just consistently going to work. How do we dominate them on offense? Just play normal offense. Drew Brees just picked them apart. Drew Brees literally scored at will. The only time he didn't score, we had two, uh, two punts the entire game. 
Uh, one of them was after Sean Payton got real, like way too cute and um, ran the ball with Taysom Hill on the first down. After we, so we scored a touchdown on our first four possessions. Let's start off with that. First four possessions, we scored touchdowns. The fifth possession, we get the ball. Uh, Taysom Hill runs the ball for six yards. Then Alvin Kamara runs for three yards. And then he brings Taysom Hill in again to play quarterback who gets stopped. So if you don't take the ball out of Drew Brees' hand, he probably does get stopped the entire game. Uh, another stop we had was Alvin Kamara's fumble, which really, I, I will say, cost us the game. Um, I thought we got outcoached. I thought uh, Kyle Shanahan pl- called one of the best games I've ever seen called. Jimmy Garoppolo, li- li- like, he was throwing the guys that were running wide open off of, like, trick plays. Like, you had, uh, okay, we're going to run a quarterback pitch to the fullback, and then the fullback's going to pitch to the running back, like, Okay, like if you only got so many of those in the playbook, you used them all up in this game. Obviously, you wanted to win this game. Congratulations. But what did this game really come down to? This first off, Jared Cook Jr. got injured after he scoring a touchdown on his first two on our first two possessions. He had two touchdowns and sixty three yards receiving. He got a concussion. Our entire game plan was pretty much built around him. But we still adjusted. But after he got that uh, targeting call when he got hit on his t- second touchdown pass. We decided to take uh, the penalty and move the the uh, two-point conversion up to the one and missed it. So that's one point. And then later, we ended up having to go to two-point conversion to try to get it to three in order to make up for that. So we ended up chasing those two points. We lost by two. So really, the entire game was decided by us missing two two-point conversions instead of just kicking extra points. Um, so overall, they played a great game. Like I said, their defense was fraudulent. I've been telling you guys that forever. Um, they beat us mainly... Jeremy, you can't say their defense is fraudulent. You guys, you can say that Drew Brees picked it apart, which is great. I mean, I'm not taking anything away. Drew Brees picked that defense apart. That defense is shut down basically every other quarterback Jared, they Jared, faced. You can't, you can't say the no, defense no, is I can't, I can't say that because the only the only decent quarterback they faced that they've actually done well against was Aaron Rodgers, and Aaron Rodgers hasn't been playing great. He got shut down by the Redskins. Jeremy, they, they didn't do they didn't do well versus Russell Wilson. Uh, no, because when they need to get the ball back, what happened? Jeremy, if I force you into three turnovers and you score one touchdown, I didn't do well versus you. Jared, you didn't force you didn't force Russell Wilson into three turnovers. You might have made a, a Russell Wilson fumbled the he fumbled the ball twice and he threw a pick. I mean, Russell Wilson didn't fumble twice. So how many how many turnovers did they have? Five. Yes, he did. They they had four turnovers. Uh, the running the running back fumbled once. The wide receiver fumbled once. So I mean, how many how many other fumbles? Did, I mean, how many other turnovers did Russell Wilson have? We're not counting like a fumble as like all right, Russell fumbles it to his offensive lineman, his offensive lineman fumbles it. That, that still counts as Russell. No, no, no. I'm talking about the running back fumbled on the fifty yard line, and then the then the wide receiver fumbled running into the end zone. I thought Russell fumbled twice. Even if he fumbled once, if I hold you to two turnovers and one touchdown, and you're an MVP candidate, I did my job. Like I'm well, not, well, nobody's well, saying well, that they're two thousand well, well, Ravens. Like I said, their defense is fraudulent. The first time you went against a team. They had a quarterback that could pick people apart from the pocket and doesn't hold them to the ball forever like Aaron Rodgers, and you saw what happened. Um, overall, Jared brought up, man, those Seahawks are just playing so many close games. Since November, how many wins do the 49ers have over three points? Oh, one. That was the game against the Packers. So they literally have just been winning close games. The Cardinals. They did, well, oh, I'm, you could say it's 10 points. That is literally that wasn't a ten point game. They were down uh four with thirty seconds left. 
they score a touchdown, and then when they're trying to run a uh, throw the ball all over the field play, the guy's down for two minutes, and he throws the ball backwards, and then 49ers recovered in the end zone. If they were reviewed, the guy was clearly down. I'm not saying they won that game by more than three points. Um, so overall, they've just been winning close games, and I don't foresee it continue. I think they could easily lose two of the last three. Um, I think they'll probably beat the Falcons, but keep in mind, where Kyle Shanahan come from? He came from Atlanta, so I'm sure. Well, he came from a lot of places. Well, his most recent. His most recent. <laughs> he came from a yeah. lot of places. <laughs> but his most recent. Most recently, yeah, he came, most from recently came from the Falcons. He also was the Browns, the Redskins. Yeah, but, yeah. So do you think that the Falcons going to, like, have it out for Kyle Shanahan when he comes back to Tampa? No, no I, think, I, think, I think he's going to have Dan more. Quinn, I think Dan Quinn's going to have to a, get a that very good understanding of what he's trying to do because Dan Quinn uh, will coach with him for two years. So I think they'll have a, a good – Grasp on their um on their defense, Jeremy. See, I, I think you would this, think that a team though, that, like, that came back and beat y'all the way they did, you give them a little bit more respect. But, but, and Jeremy, put this in perspective. This is this is yeah. what's silly. Dan Quinn hasn't been good as a coach except when he's had Kyle Shanahan. And you can say it, that, but did they not? Say, well, did, Dan did Quinn they, may have. Did they not make it back to the to the playoffs and push the Eagles to a last second drop the very next season in the playoffs? If Jeremy, here's the thing. They they made it back and they played the Eagles and they score what? Twelve points? Like at, at the end of the day, if you want to look at the Falcons and say, Oh, he's got intel, I would say it's more intel on Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan knows what Julio likes to do, what Julio doesn't so, like so, to do. Yeah, yeah, where he Robert knows Sala where Matt from? Ryan likes to be in the pocket, where he Where Robert Sala come from? The defensive coordinator for the point on it. Initially Colorado State, but he came from yeah, the Seahawks. So he was an assistant under Dan Quinn, so Dan Quinn understands his defense, and then he also understands Kyle Shanahan's offense. I'm not saying they're going to win that game, but I'm saying there's a lot of familiarity in that system, and Matt Ryan and Julio Jones do have the ability to torch a lot of those players they got on their team because their quarterbacks really aren't good. Then you also look at Richard Sherman's going to be out this week. But, Jeremy, also- here's the thing, though. Calvin, Calvin Ridley's out for the season, though, so you can just double With who? Julio. You don't, they don't double. That's, the, that's what I was trying to tell you. They don't double because they play zone defense. If you're not going to double Michael Thomas or guys like that, Good quarterbacks is going to pick that zone apart. Like, like, hundred percent honest. Matt Ryan is probably the third best quarterback they're playing this year. Fourth best quarterback. He might be third because at this point, Aaron Rodgers is really just a, a, a an average quarterback. Um, overall, just looking at uh, the game, uh, I'm not even going to get on the on the on the on the ridiculous penalties. First off, let's just start off by saying this: the Saints should stop talking about the penalties because all it's doing is making it worse. This year so far, we've been called for thirty-five percent more penalties than our opponents. Maybe it's just the Saints are are, are committing more penalties, except for the fact that it's maybe because you guys could commit thirty-five percent more penalties. Well, I, I looked at that, but then I looked said, like, maybe look, let's look back the last three years before this and see if you know it's it's in line with what we were doing before. No, it's not. We're getting called for twenty percent more penalties than we got called the last three years. So at this point in time, you've got to start saying, who who well, didn't something kind of serious happen? Like right before three years ago, did Sean? When Sean Payton's been back? What almost three? Is it Sean three Payton or four came years? back since 2012 was the year he was out, so he's been back for like six, seven years. So <clears> of, <throat> overall, Tom's flying because I, I could have sworn Sean Payton was just out. No, a few years yeah. Ago. So I mean, at, at the end of the Tom day, flies, yeah. I don't even. I'm not even going to get on the on the officials for missing the the defense holding on the on the fake punt because I thought it was a stupid play call to begin with. Um, so I'm not getting on that. Uh, but I will say this. You've got Kyle, you've got third and 
10, and uh, what's his name? He's running for his life. They're up two points. Uh, their, what's their quarterback's name? Jimmy Garoppolo's running for his life. And he throws the ball to Kyle Juszczyk, who falls on the ground to catch it. And Chauncey Garner j- jumps on him to try to tackle him at the same time. And then all of a sudden, Juszczyk grabs his head, and they call it targeting. And Juszczyk stays in the game. Jeremy. And, no, no, no. If you're going to grab your Jeremy, head, he, I need he, you to go back to the locker room. He directly as No, no, he I need you to go back to the locker room, and I need you to be a concussion protocol for the rest of the game. No, you can't just grab so, your head and go, so oh, man, David, I got David, hit. David, let me, let me give you – No. David, David, let me give you a little preference on this. So I'm, I'm talking to Jeremy. Jeremy tells me about this play. I'm like, oh, man, that's crazy. Let me turn to the game. I turn to the game. check is falling. The guy dives directly at his head no, that, that, and hits him clear head. And he's a defenseless receiver. And then literally when he says it, Mike Pereira, the official guy, gets on there and says, it was either Pereira or Dean Blandino, one of the two, one of the two official guys. And he says, I mean, that's clearly – uh, illegal hit to the head for a defenseless receiver. That's an easy call. No, and no, Jeremy, Jer- I'm like, Jer- Jeremy Jer- was like Jer- the most blatant. That. that was literally the commentator that was talking. It was like Joe Buck or somebody. It wasn't even a real person. It was. No, it wasn't. At the end of, at the, end of the day, it was the, it was but, and, but, and the play before that, or in that same drive, they were on the 50. It was third and 10. We get a 10-yard sack, and they call a ticky-tack defensive holding penalty and gave him a first down. So, I, I mean, at the end of the day, we're not going to get any calls. I'm, I'm confident with that. Like, Hey, it is what it is. We're not going to get any calls. But with that being said, we've just got to right. make plays when, when, when it's there. At the end of the day, that's, that's where it is. So I'm not concerned with the 49ers. We play the 49ers again. Are you guys betting on Jimmy G putting up 45 points? Because I'm betting on Drew, Drew Brees putting up 45 points again. Yes. You know, I don't understand what Jimmy G going to have to do to prove that he's a legitimate quarterback. Uh, like, I, well, I don't know. considering the fact that he's got, <laughs> what, 11 interceptions he's this season. not. And- Lost, well, he's like twenty and three. Yeah, he's got a very good Alex Smith. Yeah, I mean, he, he just went there through four touchdowns in New Orleans. But I mean, like, the biggest penalty. I forgot about uh, this one. The Jimmy biggest Garoppolo penalty his, when we were up props. twenty twenty to seven on their very first play. They throw a deep bomb, and uh, Emmanuel Sanders grabs the safety by the back of his jersey, yanks him to the ground, and then catches it and scores on a seventy-five yard touchdown. I mean. You can't make this stuff up. So, like, I mean, if you look at the plays that he was really scoring on, I mean, it's garbage. Jeremy, all I'm going to tell you is you, you said trick plays and you said penalties. But Drew Brees drove down the field, got you guys to to get a, a, to a touchdown for a one-point lead with 50 seconds to go. And then Jimmy Garoppolo had the ball. They ran no trick plays. They did nothing. I'm glad you brought that up. And all you guys had to do was get a yeah. stop. So, so Jimmy Garoppolo did not drop him down. They played. They they he went. He, they ran the ball in the first play. They got eight yards. He threw two incompletions. They ran an out route for a two yard gain on fourth and two. They throw the ball to uh, uh, Kittle, and for some reason, Chauncey Gardner is. He must have thought he was playing goal line coverage because instead of just making the tackle and stopping him for a three yard gain. And with with one timeout left with forty seconds, he decides to dive like he was really trying to tackle him inside the two yards, and that's how Kittle got loose for like forty yards. He made that was a, the easiest throw ever, and he got all. all right, Jeremy, we can't he, go he through every play. We, play. we, we just Over, don't have the time uh, uh, to go through every yeah, play. Yeah, we, of we game, don't. Sir. So at the end of the day, all I all I'm going <laughs> to say is this: like that was that was a great play by uh by by Kittle. I I think they're <laughs> yeah, um they're you know at the end of the day they 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 got the win, but I'll say this. 
Yeah, they did. We I'll know. say this. I'm sick and tired of uh, right. of Dennis Allen, a, a disciple of um, Greg Williams, playing man coverage when all you had to do was stop the team from going out of the field. Just play zone. We did the same thing against the Texans. That's how they scored that touchdown. We did the same thing in that game. That's how people get big plays. I go back to 2011, we played the 49ers in the playoffs, and Drew Brees did the same thing, and they left Vernon Davis in single coverage for the safety, and he goes 70 yards. I'm so like they had a stat the other day. Drew Brees, since he's been with the Saints, keep in mind he is he's tied for the no, I'm about to finish up. So he's tied with Peyton Manning for the most for the most <laughs> game-winning drives in NFL history with 53. Since he's been with the Saints, 21 times has he put his team up in the last two minutes and they've blown games. 21 times. Can you imagine how many game-winning drives you've had if we just had a solid defense in the end of games? I mean, it's ridiculous. Continue. All right. Uh, now that that is uh, finished, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we'll see what happens next week with the Saints. Hopefully they bounce back. Um, no, we really don't. But all right, let's keep moving. Uh, the college football playoffs are set. Um, <clears throat> LSU is uh, the one seed, and they will be facing um, is Ohio State. Oklahoma. No, they'll play oh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma, Ohio State versus Clemson. Uh, let's start with Jeremy. Who do you guys uh, see winning that first round, and then who do you guys see uh, ultimately taking it off? So first round, um, I think it's a pretty easy easy calls on both sides. Uh, LSU is probably going to win by close to 35 to 40 points. Uh, <laughs> Oklahoma's terrible. They almost got beat by Baylor's third-string quarterback the other day. Um, they're not as good. Oklahoma's not as good as Georgia, and we saw what LSU did to Georgia. Um, and Georgia actually has a much better defense, and you saw how Joe Burrow picked them apart. I mean, at this point in time, are we going to say that Joe Burrow's having the greatest college football season of all time? I'm I'm willing to go there if he no, finishes off. Um, so uh, yeah, don't gonna, even start. Jerry, who's had a better college football season? You than better Joe Burrow? not. You better not. I like that, Joe Burrow, but Joe Burrow's not the greatest college season of all time. <laughs> Jerry, oh, he's clear. That's, that's schedule? Give me one that's better. That's strength of schedule in the SEC. Vince Young went to Ohio Jared, Jared. State and beat Ohio State, State in Jared. Columbus. Jared, don't let's not compare conferences, especially Go ahead. Jared. Jared. Ohio was Ohio State good in two thousand two thousand four? They were the number three team um, in the country. So over. Um, Somebody looked that at up. The end of the day. He's not Joe Burrow. Look it up. They're not, they're not averaging, uh, year they, went, they went to the national title. A game. million points again. Um, the next year they went to the national title game with who? Troy Smith won the Heisman the next year. They with Sam Ohio State. They went. They they lost to Florida. Oh, you talking about? Uh, but go ahead. Uh, I'll see here. So he he threw for three thousand yards, twenty six touchdowns, ten interceptions. Jared, let's stop. How many rushing uh, yards? I don't even have to go any further than that. That's all How I have to say. Yards? Uh, let's see, a thousand fifty. Okay. Lamar Jackson. There's a few people let's out stop. there. No, no. What are you go talking ahead. about? No, no. Nobody's had a better. So at the end of the day, he's going to pick them apart. Uh, Clemson's going to pick Ohio State apart because Ohio State's not that good. Uh, the only concern that Clemson should really have, because I really don't think. Um, Justin Fields. Everybody's hyping up Justin Fields. I don't think Justin Fields is that good. Sorry, I don't. Um, he's got Cam Newton throwing mechanics, and you know how that turns out. Um, to an MVP quarterback, they got to watch out for. I know. Mm, that was the most 
fraudulent MVP of all time. But, um, yeah, the, the, I'm not even going to get on that. That was Russell Westbrook MVP. Uh, but at the end of the day, they got to watch out for Chase Young because Chase Young is probably the per position the best player in football outside of uh, Joe Burrow. Oh, so um, that's their only concern. If they can't block Chase Young, he, he he's going to wreck their entire team. Um, I think Clemson's going to win that game pretty simply. Uh, and then they're going to go play LSU, and LSU's going to – I say this. Trevor Lawrence is going to have to score 50 in order no, to beat LSU. Not. That's all I'm saying. Uh, this, is the, this is the thing that makes me laugh. Everybody I – mean, I, I think it's like – it's the big – the SEC is the biggest Ponzi scheme in sports. It's literally every year it happens. And I don't know how, how many times it's going to have to happen before people realize, hey, wait a second. This is Enron. It's been happening over and over again. Look, you got a situation to where everybody's really high on how good the SEC is. And so in in that comparison, everybody's like, oh, look how good LSU is. I mean, LSU is just, I mean, they have to be amazing. I mean, look, they are dominating the SEC. And then what people don't realize is the SEC is trash juice this year. There's not one legitimate team in the SEC where I'd be like, oh, man, that team right there, I would put my money on, would go to another conference and be the best team in the conference outside of LSU. Georgia was trash. I told y'all from day one that oh, Alabama's the, not winning any other conference. Alabama, Alabama's not winning any other conference. I told you guys beforehand they would have multiple losses before they got to the playoffs. Their defense is trash juice. I've been saying it for months. I am not J- backing Jay, let me off ask you of a question. It. Yep. Let me ask you a question. Who, 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 won, the, who won the Pac-12? Uh, Oregon. Who beat Oregon in week one? In week one? Uh, what you call it did? Uh, Auburn did. Yeah. But, it, but here's the thing, though. Oh, it was like the seventh best. But Jim, Arizona State beat Oregon. <laughs> Does that mean Arizona State was going to win the conference? But, Jared, you, you, like, who, who, who beat somebody from the SEC that was good? Uh, Jeremy, the SEC doesn't play anybody out of conference. That's the point. This is why it's a Ponzi scheme. The SEC never to. plays out of conference. That's why. So listen, so beginning of the season, everybody gets ranked high. There's six guys that are ranked top 12. Then there's the rest of the teams in the conference that are absolutely terrible. So then the rest of the conference, you're like, all right, who we have in the conference? We got Vandy. We got um, – all these teams that oh, Ole Miss this year was trash, Mississippi State who was trash, um, you got uh, Tennessee who was trash, you, you got uh, all these teams that are out here. These are just, you know, these these teams. And then teams will beat them, and then they'll lose to the, each other. Florida loses to, or Florida beats Auburn but loses to LSU. Auburn then beats Alabama. Alabama beats Florida. There you are, or no, Alabama actually didn't play Florida. Uh, they, all these teams will play each other. And then their rankings will stay high because if you lose, well, you lost to another top 10 team, so you're going to drop two spots. But then if you beat that team, then you jump up another five spots. So then at the end of the season, you end up with Georgia at five. Anybody watch that game versus LSU and thinks that Georgia's the top five team in the country? I know I didn't. And, and, and you yeah, think Georgia's the top five team? Yeah, LSU's not good. Jared, keep in mind. Did you did you I saw Clemson play Texas A&M and win by 14 yeah, that, that, and I saw that, that's a LSU play them that's not, they won by 14 because Clemson minutes. got 21 points and put the third stringers in and they scored a touchdown versus the third stringer their only touchdown was 6 seconds to go in the game that was not we we didn't play a starter after the midway through the third quarter so that that's just the difference between Clemson yeah, and Howard. Yeah, when they take their starters out versus yeah, they, they never take their starters, starters out Jerry, y'all were, y'all were up seventeen to three at at halftime, right? Were your starters playing at halftime? 
Yes. Okay. Uh, so LSU was up thirty-one to zero at halftime. Which one is better, seventeen to three or thirty-one zero? But Jeremy, here's what you're not realizing though. We played Texas A&M when Texas A&M thought they were good. And it's the difference between playing a team at the beginning of the season where they don't know that, hey, look, we're not that good this year. They came out talking about, oh, yeah, we know for a fact we're the best team in the country we're going to win. <laughs> so then you got, they played them after they'd already got demoralized. And then also I, w- I will tell you this. If you want to use that argument, I watched LSU give up 38 points to Vanderbilt. I watched them give 37 points up to Ole Miss. So, like, don't don't tell me, like, you can't go through both both sides and say, oh, yeah, well, look at, look what they did here and ignore where they were absolutely terrible. But even in those games, they're still scoring 58. Like, I'm not, I'm saying, I'm not saying Clemson's not going to score points. That's why I said Clemson's going to score 50. The there's one team in the country who hasn't given up 21 points in a game all season, and that's Clemson. They're the number one defense in the country. And as much as everybody looks at LSU and Burrow, Jay, let me ask the, question. the team that has – go ahead. So, who was who was another team that had not given up twenty one points in the country before the SEC championship game on uh, Saturday? It was Georgia. Oh, Georgia! And then they played LSU. And then they, but you know, the difference though, Jeremy, Jeremy, you, okay, you, cool. you watched the LSU game versus Georgia this weekend. <laughs> Did you watch the LSU game this weekend? Yes. What happened at the beginning of the game? Yes. LSU torched everybody. No, no. LSU gave up six wide open passes that would have been touchdowns, and either Fromm missed it or their receivers dropped it. Correct. First play of the game was a was a forty five yard. Yeah, I'm not. Strike. I'm not defending their defense. I'm not. I'm not defending their defense at all. I think LSU. I think Clemson is going to put up points. But what happened on every possession LSU had the ball? They moved to that will. But it, That's what LSU does. This, though. I've told people all year. Georgia's defense isn't great. Tell me one player off their defense who who I, they have some young guys. Tell me one guy that's a first round pick off their defense. They don't have one. Clemson has three. And if you're looking at Isaiah Simmons is the best linebacker in the country. Clemson has the best secondary in the country. Clemson has I, like if you if you're boiling it down to this game, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and and, and flat out tell you what's gonna happen. Clemson's gonna beat Ohio State by 21 points. They're gonna beat LSU by I'm gonna say between 10 to 14 points. The reason they're gonna beat LSU by that is Joe Burrow's gonna get points, but. Joe Burrow's team, they've never faced a team that has a secondary with two first-round picks in it and has the ability to match up guy for guy. And they've never been in a game where a team can score as much as they can score and has a quarterback who you can arguably say is better. Even the Alabama game, Tua wasn't 100% healthy. Beginning of the game, Tua has a, a touchdown run where he just drops the ball. Trevor Lawrence has never trailed in the fourth quarter of a game in his career. We are not losing to anybody. So let's let, let's put that out there on Front Street to go ahead and get it started. Jerry, he maybe has never trailed, but he was a two-point conversion away from losing to North Carolina. No, he wasn't because here's there. the thing. Even if he gets that two-point conversion, it was like 40 seconds to go in the game. All we needed to get is a football. And here's the thing. That game, okay. that, <laughs> that game, we fumbled the ball twice, and we had 10 pre-snap penalties. Like that's, a, that's, a, that's an aberration of a game. I mean that in, in comparison, that that game was the same weekend that the Browns blew out the Ravens. Anybody here think the Browns are a better team than the Ravens? Because that weekend the Browns were the first place in the NFC North and they just blown out the Ravens. Like it's 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 a uh No, Jared, Jared, I, I think Clemson's good. But when we take what position Clemson's in right now, they're in the position the Patriots were through eight weeks when they hadn't played anybody. And they're and, and and that's where they are. Like I'm not saying they're going to turn it out to be like the Patriots, who just continue to lose games. But they're in a state where 
I've got to see what they are because they no, you know the difference. Though. They literally the have Patriots not played it in eight us. weeks. We're barely beating straggly teams. Clemson's won their last eight games by over thirty points. Like that's that's not been done in the in the entire uh, AP era. The AP era go, goes back to nineteen thirty six. Jared, the best team y'all beat in that whole run was Virginia. And Virginia was a 17-point favorite at home against Liberty two Jeremy, weeks ago. We, I know it because I bet them, it. That's, 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 that's terrible. Jeremy, we beat them 62-17. to 17. And I said, I bet that game. Congratulations to me. Thank you. And when, shout out to Cameron, he said, yeah, I just don't think they can win by 28. I specifically said in our chat. They'll win by over 40 because Virginia sucks. They do. Their defense is absolutely horrible, and I figured they'd be able to stop that running quarterback. So, hey, I, I'm not saying Clemson can't win that championship. I think they're capable. But I'm telling you this, that defense is not going to hold up. It's like a, a very old tree you say it stood up the whole bunch of storms where there's a tornado coming through that's way stronger than this. Okay. So um, you better get ready to score some points. I heard the same thing about Tua last year. All right, fellas, definitely some great points. Uh, but let's let's move on uh, to some more serious uh, topics. And one of those topics is uh, Belichick and Kraft are back at it again. Uh, the Patriots were caught uh, spying on the Cincinnati Bengals this past weekend. Uh, let's see your thoughts, fellas. Uh, let's start with Jerry. What do you think about this, uh, this drama that, that seems to always hover around the Patriots? Well, here we go again. I... I Listen, there's every everybody knows. Everybody knows. There's some people who like you like you don't need to do that. Like you're the, the kid in your class who always gets straight A's and he really doesn't need to cheat. Like he's smart enough to where he he doesn't need it. But he just can't help himself. Like there's some people who like it's the the rich guy who 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 likes to steal. Like he's uh, he's I'm not sure if you guys read the story on ESPN about the guy who he was the uh, chief revenue officer for the Sacramento Kings. And over a five-year period, he embezzled $13 million from the team by simply having the money rerouted to his personal account. Now, you're the, the chief revenue officer of the Kings. You obviously are making at least a million a year. You're the chief revenue officer for the Kings. But you know what? Sometimes you just can't help it. You just got that, that itch you just got to scratch. And that's the Patriots. Look, I'm not going to try to tell you guys that, like, hey, look, this is – I know I know they, they tell, you know, Bill Belichick and his Bill Belichick manner and his voice, you know, you know we, I had nothing to do with it. It's just uh, as a film crew. I don't look at it. But listen, you don't have a film crew, videotape, coaches signals for seven or eight minutes of the first quarter. And everybody's like, well, why would they cheat against the Bengals? Well, Spygate the first time was versus the Jets. Jets that year – Four and twelve, like it's not that he's necessarily trying to figure out how he's going to beat you that game. But here's the question: Let's say the Bengals get the number one pick in the draft, which likely they're going to get, and they get Joe Burrow, who you guys think is going to be the savior of the world. I think he's a, a good quarterback prospect. I still would have taken two if two didn't get hurt. But let's just say they get Joe Burrow, and Joe Burrow is the truth. And in two years, three years, he's playing versus Zach Taylor. And Joe Burrow in the first round of the playoffs. You don't think it'd be good to know, like, hey, th- when he does this kind of thing, or when he, I, 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 I noticed that whenever he's he's gonna 
he's gonna go for a run or something, or he's doing he he, he likes to just gather intel. And that's really what this is about. I don't think it's about necessarily the actual like I need this to beat the, the Bengals because I think analytically they're strong enough from a coaching staff to be able to win these games. I think it's the Darren Sharper. Hey, look, I'm Darren Sharper and my last two girlfriends are Gabrielle Union and Nia Long, but I'm drug, I'm drugging girls and now I'm going to prison for the rest of my life. Like you don't need to do that. You clearly you're, you're a multimillionaire guy who was people's magazine, top 50 most attractive men in the world, but you're drugging women all over the country. It's literally not about the, do I need to do it or not? It's more about, I have the propensity and I want to do it and I can't stop myself from doing it. So look, in this case, I think it's something to where uh, if they found out that Bill Belichick had anything to do with it, he's got to be fired. Um, And at this point, I'm already willing to say, at least I'd say, well, he won some Super Bowls after Spygate, after Deflategate. Now I have to I have to bring the entire dynasty into question. I'm not going to say that all of it has to do with that, but I mean you can go back to the first couple Super Bowls. The Panthers, Marty Hern or Marty Herndon, who was the uh, GM for the Panthers, swore up and down on his radio interview that the Patriots videotaped their walkthrough. The Rams swore up and down the video they videotaped their walkthrough in their first Super Bowl, and then there was Spygate, and then there's Deflategate, and I, there's so many of these things that are going on. Not even the, I mean, you can even throw out the Aaron Hernandez situation who was killing people while he was on the field. I mean, the, there's so much that has happened in this dynasty that I have to simply sit back and say, this never happened. This is like the Reggie Bush Heisman year. I mean, actually that happened, but you know, they took it away and said, oh no, it didn't happen, blah, 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 blah. But I, I can't give this credibility. It just, I just can't. All right, Jeremy, what do you think about this? Yeah, so at first, I actually took it at face value. I said, look, Bill Belichick has already come out. They said, you know, this was just a film crew that was, um, you know, there for a documentary about do your job. They were, you know, following a scout, and the, the, the show has nothing to do with the team. Okay, probably just a coincidence, whatever. And I started to do a little bit more research to see uh you know if there's some correlation i thought man why would they cheat against the Bengals? the Bengals have won one game but how did they get cheated uh get caught cheating in spygate they were spying on what was it, the jets yep with uh mangini with uh what's the guy's name eric mangini what was the jets that year they finished four and twelve um there was a report that came out that said during Spygate, the people who were recording were told, if you are caught, tell them it's for a doc, uh, a, a TV series and not for the team. So, just coincidentally, this just happened to be the same thing. I mean, at a certain point, it becomes, nah, you're probably just cheating. Um, I'm not really that surprised. The thing that I'm most surprised about is everybody puts it all on Belichick, which I think a lot of it is on Belichick. I think he is the one that's that's doing it. But I feel like Brady generally slides out of this pretty unscathed, even from like the Deflate Gates perspective. And do you think he just happens to feel, figure out that Bill Belichick just just thinks that this is what they mean? They mean when they do this, those guys know they're cheating too. I'm not taking any any of those guys out of this. So I think it's going to be a stain on their resume. I think when you start talking about oh. Brady's the goat. Brady's the goat. 
at a certain point, we got to start looking at this and saying, is he really the GOAT or is he just have the most intel out of everybody based on, uh, you know, other things that are going on? So um, if this is true, I don't think Bill Belichick will be able to survive it. I think he will be uh, terminated not by the league or not by the team, but I think the league is going to kick him out of the league. Um, they'll at least suspend him for a couple of years um, and probably make it so, uh, you know, draft pick uh, – I guess prohibitive for him to come back that like he won't be able to coach again. So, um, but knowing how the Patriots are, they'll probably, you know, kick this under the rug and they'll probably get passed on like it was nothing else. And they'll go on about their business. So, um, I think it's a big deal, but it's the Patriot way. Oh, real quick. Let me, let me say this as well. Um, with the chiefs game as well, I think the dynasty not only is over because of that, but they are pretty bad. I felt really good about my Texans beating him. And then I watched that Chiefs game and I was ugly. Look, Tom Brady, I mean, their their biggest plays the last three weeks have all been like halfback pass, wide receiver pass. Like it's like a block punt for the get ready for attention. Like there are they have to manufacture and I give much respect to the special teams, to the the defense for them being able to come up with some of these plays. And for Josh McDaniels being able to, to to draw up things, I think some of it has to do with they they are lacking talent at receiver, lacking talent at uh, the tight end position, and their offensive line has obviously regressed with the center being out and then the backup center getting hurt, so he's got a third stringer in there. And they, they lost Trent Brown to the Raiders, a couple other people. But with that being said, Tom Brady, I mean, he looks he looks scared to take that hit. I mean, even at the end of the game, some people are like, oh, yeah, he, he, he makes business decisions. He made a business decision on the last throw – of the game where they were down seven and he needed to make a pass. Maybe he could have gotten in there a little quicker, but when he saw that that pass rush, my my dude turned from from Tom Brady to Michael Jordan. He had a fadeaway as quickly as possible. That yeah, dude ain't ready. He he to, at this point in his career, he's not trying to prove anything to anybody. So I'm not taking that yeah. taking that hit either. Either, but uh, <laughs> <clears throat> let's move on to the picks, fellas. Uh, I don't have what you guys. That's bad pre-production. I don't have what you guys are up or down. But uh, let's go through it. Uh, let's start I was with even. you. Let's start with you, Jared. Then kick it off. Uh, let's let's get it. So um, I was even for the week. Um, two, two, and one. Um, the ones I got correct were um, I picked teams that I actually ended up rooting against in, in the long term. I I, I thought that the uh, Titans would cover versus the Raiders. But after my Texans lost, I was rooting against the Titans, and they still ended up covering. Uh, and then after my Texans lost, I was also rooting against the Chiefs, even though I had money on the Chiefs, and I picked the Chiefs to cover the three points. They did both. Uh, so I felt better about it after I, you know, my, my cooler senses came back into place. Um, but I was definitely rooting against them because I want my Texans to win and be the three seed to get to play the Patriots and not have to face the Ravens first. Um, next... I pushed on the Colts versus the uh, Bucks. I thought the Colts would cover three points. It ended up being a push. Colts led most of the game, and then Jameis Winston, in typical Jameis fashion, has four touchdowns, three interceptions, <laughs> and leaves the last drop. Look, here. And, and, and four, 465 four, yards passing, that is the Jameis That is that is talk about Jameis. I love how Jameis don't listen to the doubters. Dude, He's going to do what he's going to do. I'm going to tell you the stat that is the most Jameis stat you can ever find. Jameis Winston, in this game, threw an interception on the first pass of the game. This is the third time this season he's thrown an interception on the first pass of the game. 
He just he's what? just like tennis for all the guys who are listening that, that know know about tennis. He's just getting like, he's nervous. He just gets broken every every first game he serves. It's like every Tiger time. though. It's he like Tiger. Every, the, every, the, the first every hole of every night. major, Tiger always is gonna yank that driver. If Tiger can get out with a par on the first hole of the major, he's gonna be fine. Yeah, James didn't even James can yank it into the woods and he's still gonna be like, I mean, it is what it is. About to yeah. go eat this dub. Um anyway, so that was a push. Other two games were uh the Texans who uh Sorely, sorely disappointed. Uh, not only did they not cover the eight points, um, they got eight alive. Yeah, how how is that not a big topic on this thing about how they got destroyed by a rookie quarterback? Uh, yeah, it was, it was a disaster. I will tell you this. I think this is a synopsis of why I tell you I'm not a big fan of Bill O'Brien. I'm not going to blame him for everything on this, but I will say this. The Texans have scored. I think the number was the Texans have scored 13 points in the first quarter this year. No, no, I'm sorry. It was, it was like 30. But there was like second to the bottom of the league. And they've scored seven points on the opening drive the entire season. Like, so the, the game, as the game goes on, the offense gets better. But like the first 16 plays are typically just scripted plays. So if you're a good play caller, typically teams that have good play callers score early in games. Like the, the, the Cowboys, they, they have good play calling at the beginning, but they don't make adjustments. So they score the first drive of the game and then they don't score anymore. Um, the Texans typically, they just don't, they get off to slow starts and then, you know, you give up three straight touchdown drives to a rookie quarterback and you have a fumble return for a touchdown. Now you're down 28 to three. Um, so at the end of the day, that was a terrible pick. And then um, looking at it, I'm trying to go back through my, my picks of, of the other one I missed. I missed another one um, that, I mean, it happens. I, I know, I think it was the Packers. I think I had the Packers covering versus the Skins. Um, but, you know, it happens. Sometimes you, you win some, you lose some. Um, I should have taken the 49ers because that, that was literally the one I was going to take and, and uh, backed off of it. But anyway, this this week, I got some games for you. I get my Houston Texans plus two and a half points versus the Tennessee Titans. This game is for the marbles, meaning um, the Texans, if they beat the Titans, they pretty much secure winning the AOC South. The reason I say that is, the Tennessee Titans have two losses in the division. The, Col- I mean, the the Texans only have one. So the Texans beat them. The Texans would have the tiebreaker ultimately if it boils down to them tying at the end of the season. Plus, after we play the, ti- the Titans, the next week they go to New Orleans to play the Saints. I would take the Saints in that game. And worst case scenario, we played them again at the end of the season. Um, so as long as we would win this game and win the following week versus the Buccaneers in Tampa Bay, um, we would win the division. Next game, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Patriots are going to win versus the Bengals by 100,000 points. The Bengals are the ones who filed this. The Bengals are the ones who called it out. One of the last things I did forget to say on the topic of the spy of the Spygate 2 is that the Patriots employee actually had the audacity to say, hey, can we, uh, can we just delete the footage and act like this never happened? Um, clearly, that is a sign of guilt. Um, so I think because of that, Patriots are going to be extremely pissed off. I think they're going to mud stomp the, the Bengals. So if I get the Patriots minus nine and a half points, I think they're going to cover at least 10 points. It's going to be ugly. Andy Dalton probably will throw three pick sixes. Next game. Seahawks coming off a loss. Hey, Jared. Just for your clarity, that game right now is uh, at minus eight and a half, so it's not. Minus okay, I'll take it at minus minus eight and a half. ESPN has it at minus nine and a half, but hey, look, 
I'll yeah. take the eight and a half. I just bet it at minus eight and a half. So, well, yeah. Fantastic. Um, next, I, I got the Seattle Seahawks, who just lost in a um, disgusting fashion to the Rams, going uh, back to the crib, and they are. Pl- I'm sorry, actually, they're going back to to Charlotte. They're playing versus the Panthers, and they're only a five and a half point uh, favorite. Kyle Allen has regressed into Kyle Bowler. Um, I'm not sure what's going on with him, but he looks terrible. And without Riverboat Ron, they looked awful versus the Falcons. Take the Seahawks to cover five and a half points. That seems like an awfully, awfully easy line to bet. Next, this game seems kind of laughable to me. I get the Rams, and now I only have to give one point. At one point, it was the Cowboys were a four and a half point favorite. Um, based on what? Cowboys couldn't even stop Mitch Trubisky. They turned Mitch Trubisky into, uh, into Steve Young. Like, it was literally one of the greatest performances I've seen Mitch Trubisky have um, in his entire pro career, and it wasn't even, like, a competitive game. So I get the Rams. I only have to give up a point, which means basically if they don't tie, I at least get a push um, if they win. So either way, I'll go ahead and take the Rams to cover one point. The last game, which I am very, very intrigued by, the Buffalo Bills versus the Pittsburgh Steelers in Pittsburgh. Look, I'm going to go out on a limb and tell you this game's probably going to be a two to three game. Literally, somebody will probably get a safety and somebody will kick a field goal, and that'll be it. Uh, I'm going to go with Josh Allen to cover the two points. But Duck Hodges, man, undrafted rookie quarterback, um, out of Samford University, when he was 12 years old, was the world's number one duck caller um, in the in the world for the 12 and under division. That's where I got the nickname Duck Hodges. Um, they, he's won three straight starts, um, and he came back in to win the game versus the Bengals. But I'm going to take Josh Allen going there Sunday night, that defense holding Duck Hodges down, and I just think he can make too many plays with his legs. I'm going to go with the Bills to be able to at least, if they don't win, at least cover the two points that they have. Uh, book that. So my five games, just in kind of a recap, I got the Patriots uh, minus eight and a half, but I got them winning by a bazillion. I get the Tennessee uh, Titans not covering the two and a half points versus the Texans. So I got the Texans in that game. Um, after that, I have the um, Buffalo Bills covering the two points uh, versus the uh, Steelers. Um, outside of that, I got the Cowboys not being able to cover the one point versus the Rams. And then to make it a trifecta of the five straight games, I got the Seahawks covering five and a half. By the way, one last note. If you guys have been following my college picks on the 85 uh, weekend picks, we told you to do it last week. Somebody on this podcast went 5-0 and against the spread. 85% the Ooh. last six weeks. How does fish grease? Fish grease. Yep. All right, all right. So let's get into the picks from last week. I was two and three, so I am back to 500 for the season um, or even for the season. Um, The first game I picked, um, I should have known better. I picked the Packers minus 12 and a half against the Redskins. And I'm sorry, the Packers are trash. Um, I know they're 10 and three. I know right now they would finish uh, in the two seed and we would drop to the three seed. I would have absolutely no issue with us. To be honest, I prefer that we play the Packers in the second round because the Packers are (laughs) trash. Like, I mean, they scored 14 points in the first, like, three minutes of the game. And what they scored, five points for the rest of the game? They're terrible. Um, So I lost that one. Uh, I bet the Saints minus two and a half. 
had the Saints simply gotten the two point conversion at the end of uh, at the end and then played a solid defensive possession. Yeah, I cover. But anyway, um, so those are two I lost. Uh, Titans minus two and a half. They won. Chiefs plus three. They won. And then Seattle minus one against the Rams. That was not a good bet. Uh, they lost. So, um, like I said, I'm back to 500. Let's get into the games I picked for this week. So, um, the Patriots minus eight and a half. Um, I think that's a pretty easy bet. The Bengals, they won't cover that. And Tom Brady will look like a superstar against the Bengals. Uh, the next game I'm betting, Jared, you're not going to like this. I'm betting the Titans minus two and a half. Um, the Texans just, I gave them a lot of credit about what they did to the Patriots, but I just don't know if they're that good. I don't. And they're playing against Tennessee, who's been balling. Uh, I know that the the, the Texans have a, h- a hard time stopping the run, and I know Derrick Henry right now will run over a brick wall and probably drag it another 10 to 12 feet. So um, they're going to have some issues trying to stop him. Uh, Ryan Tannehill looks like a player. He's going to get paid. Um, yeah, he's uh, looking pretty good. So I'm going to go with him minus 2.5 at home. Uh, Seattle minus 6. Uh, seems like a pretty easy bet for me. Um, Seattle is playing uh, the Panthers in Charlotte. Uh, you, who knows? I might ride out there and check it out. Tickets right now are about a dollar and fifty four cents. Vikings minus two and a half at Chargers. Seems like a solid bet because Philip Rivers is going to do some Philip Rivers type things. Um, and then lastly, I've got uh, the Saints minus nine and a half against the Colts at home on Monday Night Football. Uh, hey guys, just in case you're looking for something to bet, look for Drew Brees over touchdown passes on the player props. And I'll tell you why. Drew Brees is currently two touchdown passes behind Peyton Manning for the most touchdown passes of all time. Do you think he would like to get that record on Monday Night Football? Do you think Sean Payton's aware of this? What do you think he's going to do? They're going to throw the ball a ton, especially when they get in the red zone. He'll probably throw a couple, like, shovel passes in order to get touchdown passes. He will definitely get the three in order to pass. The over-under generally is maybe two. So look for that over. He will definitely get that on Monday Night Football. Um, So I'm going to take the Saints on that side. Uh, Bonus bet, obviously the Rams against the Cowboys. The Cowboys, in case you don't – like, here's the thing. How they're still opening as favorites is baffling to me. In the last ten weeks – they have a worse record than the Jets. In the last 10 weeks, they have the exact same record as the Dolphins. Like, they've been a terrible football team. And for some reason, people continue to bet them because they say, oh, they got all this talent. Look at what they're doing. Yeah, they put up a lot of yards after the games that I reached. So um, those are my picks for this week. Uh, looking forward to going 5-0, and making some money, money, money. And... Uh, Hey, go Army versus Navy game. Uh, I guess that's the only thing that's going to be on Oh, Saturday. yeah, man, Jeremy. Uh, too bad Jeremy's not going to be in town because Jared and I are going to be uh, kicking in the basement on uh, Saturday over at his house with the kids running Might around, well so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Might as well be Big Tigger, so. man. We're going to be in the basement, yeah, you know? Yeah. yeah, man, for sure. But uh, I think that might be it, guys. You guys got any uh, parting words for the folks tuned in? Um, bet Clemson, Clemson, first off, first game versus Ohio state. Clemson is a one and a half point favorite. That line should be somewhere around six and a half. Um, secondly, um, bet Clemson straight up. I mean, just to win it all. I, I literally, anybody on this podcast would like to bet me. I will, I will bet you Clemson against the field there. It literally, I'm, I'm that confident. I don't think you should be that confident, but okay. Jeremy, 
Any uh any parting words? Uh yeah, so my parting words will be win this week, boy. Um if you're not, y'all gonna hear it next week for sure. Would it We've got nothing to worry about. I mean, we've already secured the division. It's not like the Panthers are coming back to beat no. anybody or be yeah, decent. Or oh, actually, congratulations! You guys did already secure um, not making the playoffs this year. Last week after that loss, so um, continue to lose, you might end up behind the Falcons and get the fourth, uh, the the fourth uh, schedule. In, in reality, though, if the season. Panthers keep losing, yeah. if they keep losing, they're probably going to end up with Tua. Tua probably going to fall to them at like nine. Ten. Well, you know the Panthers are prone to having hurt quarterbacks, no, so yeah, there you we're go. definitely going to pick um, him anyway. Yeah, but um, n- nothing, nothing else major to get into. My boys are ready to go on this run and win the Super Bowl. I can't wait till our linebackers get back. Um, but shout out to Drew Brees: eighteen touchdowns, four interceptions. Uh, two of those have been were drops that were picked off that weren't his fault. So. Hey man, he's he's although Tom Brady looks like an old old man, Drew Brees out there playing like a superstar. So, hey man, Super Bowl coming. Yeah man, that's what's up. So, uh, yeah, we got to see what's going on with the because uh, when when's the first round of the college football playoffs? It twenty eighth of yeah, December. I figured we had a couple weeks off. So, uh, yeah, we'll see what's going on in the NFL, and then we'll get into some NBA as well next week. But as always, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, Follow us on Instagram with me, bros underscore podcast, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Peace.